Listening to the Cannabis Hangout. Two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while, while we, we break, break it, it all down. down. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm Saba. And I'm Brandon. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with two industry leaders that have been contributing to the Oklahoma market since 788 passed. I had heard about them all over everywhere because they're one of the best to do what they do. From dispensary to grow, they've constantly grown and provided great flower and customer service to the Oklahoma patients. We are really excited to pick their brain and have them share their stories. So guys, please welcome Bill and Drew from Craft Cannabis to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey guys. Hey. hey guys. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here today and for just taking time out of your busy schedules to uh, share your journey with us. So if you guys will just individually tell us where your cannabis journey first began. You want to go? Sure. Um, I guess like most people kind of began on the, um, in the gray area, if you will. Um, I just was small time and then Colorado went legal just moved to Colorado and have been doing the same thing ever since. So you're from Oklahoma? Originally, yes. Okay. And when did you move to Colorado? Uh, it was 2008. Okay. Wow. So do you remember your first time you smoked? Like how old were you? Where did that begin? Uh, well, back in the day, I lived in Oklahoma and it was just, uh, you know, Reggie, Mexican type weed around. Yeah. And, uh, and then the, I was probably 15 when I got a hold of the chronic, I guess, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. That's what we called it back then. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Like, chronic, bro. Like, it, it was all one strain to us. Uh, and then I was hooked. You know, I've always looked for it ever since. Drew, what about you? Uh, I went out to Cali to learn how to grow probably 10 years ago. So I went out there kind of hoping that it would legalize here. So mm-hmm. when the time came, I would just further my knowledge. And then first time ever smoking, it's probably about 14, 15. I was with some buddies of mine, and we were on the side of my parents' house. I made this awesome water bong out of a Gatorade bottle. And yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. It was it was a good time. Uh, I but. remember taking gravity bong hits out of a, remember, you remember that? Out of a Gatorade water bottle. That shit gets you so yeah. ripped. It's also like so much plastic burn. I'm like, oh, oh what was yeah. I doing to my brain cells? Smoking out of pop cans and stuff like yes. that. I have no idea. What about like the two liter bottle in the sink full of ice? Oh, like, I've never done that. That sounds like, gnarly. You put the foil on top of the bottle that you cut the bottom off and you put it in the ice and the water and you pull it up and it just so it just keeps it chill like yeah. a gravity bone and then you take, yeah. the, take the foil off the top and you just push it back down and <laughs> <laughs> wild time oh yeah Good time. so what's your preferred way to smoke cannabis and do you guys medicate throughout the day oh for sure um i bowls and joints but at home uh i love a bong 
A bong. Okay, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't expect you for a bong guy. What about um, you, Bill? Definitely joints. Definitely joints. He rolled us a mean joint that we're smoking right now. Yes. Shout out to Bill. And what are we smoking? This is orange zoots. Orange, and you grew this, correct? Correct. Cool. We'll have Amazing. to talk about it. Yeah, we will. So, what is your? Um, at what point did cannabis become more than just smoking? And you got, you both have just felt it as medicine that it was actually beneficial to your body. Was that turning point for you, if you can remember? I'd say the first time I smoked the chronic. Yeah? I knew. That, I knew. It was just so much better than, like, Reggie. Yeah, yeah. the way it made you feel. For sure. Yeah. 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 I would probably say after college, because I, I smoked at a younger age, but then I was always invested in sports and didn't really want to screw up getting drug right. tested mm-hmm. and this and that. And totally then, understandable. Uh, now... After college, I definitely started smoking probably heavily. Yeah. When did you move to California? Uh, 2012. Okay. Somewhere around there. And how long did you live there? For about a year. Okay. Cool. I feel like that's enough time to get the culture down, what they're about. So what's the family dynamic like with cannabis? We know everyone's family is not necessarily the most supportive, but is that an open conversation with you guys amongst your family? And was that a conver- like a big conversation you had getting into the cannabis space? Um, my mom doesn't mind. Uh, I don't think my dad's too big of a fan yeah. still. But, you know, he's kind of hooked on the, you know, the war on drugs kind of yeah. mentality. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where he, you know, that's what he knows. He's kind of conditioned to know that like right. other people. But, I mean, you know, we talk about it. But it's, a, still, a, it's still a thing. Yeah, not a fan. So you're not like, you don't go to family functions and you're like, oh, yeah, I grew this. You're just like, yeah, work is good. Exactly, 100%. Isn't that crazy that like no matter how old we get to our parents, some things like that that they're so set on will never change no matter how hard you try to persuade them. And sometimes it almost takes a complete stranger to come in and change their mind. And even then it's so difficult. Right, or something that happens in their life that they have to use it. Yes. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you? What's the dynamic like with your family? Uh, It was, so like my grandparents, when they were alive, they weren't for it. Uh, As I got older, I heard stories about my, my father and my mother, I guess they did consume cannabis mm-hmm. after that. And uh, when I went out to Cali, I didn't want majority of my family knowing what I was doing because, like, my nieces, or especially, like, my, my nephew, he looked up to me in sports and whatnot, and I didn't want him to look at me like that. So after I went out there, come to find out, my mom just spilled the whole beans, and when I came <laughs> back. I was living in Texas, actually, before I moved back to Oklahoma, and uh, we were in the grocery store, and my nephew was like, hey, I'd— I just want you to know I I don't look down upon you, but I know Aww. what you went and did out there. I was like, oh, who told you that, Anna? I was like, great. Yeah. I was like, so everyone knows. But Christmas, Thanksgiving, people know, and it's more accepting. It's 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 made things better on my end. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Not feeling so sheltered or as it should yeah yeah Yeah. when you guys are doing really cool things like it's nothing to hide what you're doing because you're doing something not a lot of people can do so well yeah with that being said flipping the script will each tell us like what you guys do and who you are so the listeners can hear so i'm uh i guess i'm the main grower i guess director of grow operations if you want to look at it that way on like a corporate type of outlook 
<laughs> That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> it goes to all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm one of the co-owners and had help out in any way that I can possible, really, on wholesale to whatever Bill needs me to do on days and help at the dispensary, whatever. How'd you guys meet? Uh, through our business partner, Troy. Okay, shout out to Troy. Wish he could be here with us today, yeah. but he is not, and we will shout him out. <laughs> um, so what? at what point did, like, craft become a thing? Like, where did that spark from? Uh, so I, I met Troy years ago through my cousin. Her and her husband were living out in Colorado working with him in an edible company, and I went up there one trip, and I've always liked good quality weed. Mm-hmm. And, when I was there, I smoked some of the cannabis that he had and absolutely loved it. And um, as soon as things were getting legal, Lindsay and I, my cousin, were talking and she was saying that he was wanting to come down here. And I was like, you know what? We got on a phone call conversation and then called my dad, had a conversation with him. And I was like, you know, this, this could happen. And he was like, I might be sitting in front of a guy. He's like, let me call you back. And next thing you know, we're on a on a on a flight to Colorado to check out wow. his locations and then wow. just kind of met him and started getting the ball rolling. These guys flew down on a private jet, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I wanted to throw that out. With class. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy, to be honest. I never, I mean, I've never experienced anything like that. Before. Yeah, but you were in the right place at the right time, and what's meant for you will never miss you. Yeah, it's, so. it's kind of crazy. That's cool. So was it, I know it's always, like, meeting each other and, like, Becoming business part was that like a whole? Did you guys like click right away, or did you guys? It was it like a whole like thing? I felt like we quick click pretty quick. I don't know. They flew in and come and looked at one of my grows. It was it was like we'd known each other. I mean, yeah. it was That's it was cool. a simple deal. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. And look at where you guys are now, which is cool. Absolutely, to reflect back. That is awesome. So I'm, I'm so grateful. Yeah, so, so for sure. Nice. Team we have is. Uh, beyond, yeah, beyond grateful. Yeah, employees, business partners, everyone. And that's important. Your team is what helps you grow and really maintain the vision yeah. of why you started doing what you're doing. Like, I mean, if you can't go to enjoy what you're doing, yeah, I mean, how are you gonna have like put love into it mm-hmm. and have good vibes? Yeah, it's I mean, that's, especially with when it comes to growing cannabis and pouring all that love into mm-hmm. those babes. So, speaking of, Bill, how long have you been growing for? And do you remember your very first harvest and what that experience was like? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Share with us, please. <laughs> um, so, I spent my entire paycheck and some, like, money I got from an insurance settlement. And I went and spent most of that on, um, went to Texas Hydroponics back in the day in mm-hmm. Dallas and spent all my money and just went for it. And then I made, like, Five grand off my first crop, and I never looked back. Wow! I I knew as soon as I did it the first time that this is what I'm going to do. That's crazy. What what strain did you grow? Uh, Blueberry, original Dutch passion. Dope. Ordered from seed and created my own mom. That's cool. Where'd you get your seed from? Uh, It was a Dutch passion was the name of the company. Okay, cool. Original blueberry was the was the seed pack. And you were you in Oklahoma or were you in Colorado when you were doing this? I was in Oklahoma. You were in Oklahoma. So what? Just because, allegedly. just allegedly, just because it looks so different now, and like, and it just even the way the internet works now is so different than it did back then. In in regards to accessibility of things like this, what was that process like? And like, how did you find the grower? How did you know that that's what you wanted? Like, how did you obtain the seed? What was that process like? 
So, I mean, just like anybody else back then, I read High Times Magazine every mm-hmm. once in a while. And, you know, you could get anything back in the day for, through High Times. And, you know, the big thing back then was Ed Rosenthal and Jorge Cervantes. And I, like everybody else, I read Jorge Cervantes' Grow Bible to the point that the pages were going to fall out. You know, I, I just couldn't get enough information because I was yeah. so hooked. And... Uh, that's how it all came about. Wow. That's so cool. It's always cool to hear how people start and I then know. where they obtain their knowledge and how they just keep elevating up it from there. It feels like you're sparked like instantly. Like you just knew that yeah. you were going to do mean, that. I'm completely self-taught, but I knew the first yeah. time I did it, I would, I would do anything else, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's cool. awesome. You're able to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Joe? What was it? What's your question? Oh. We'll cut that out. <laughs> okay, so we know everyone has their own unique flair when it comes to cannabis and growing. What's something that you guys take pride on when it comes to your flower? You want me to answer? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, like there's there's a right and a wrong. There's there's a lot of ways to to fry a chicken or cook a chicken, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's 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 some things that you definitely don't do and there's some there's some pesticides you know growth enhancers like PGRs and stuff out there like that 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 we don't use yeah you know and we we get it done without all that stuff and i, I that's what i'm most prideful for like for craft yeah that was the main re- like when i went out to cali i learned some things and like mm-hmm. when you're getting stuff back in the day you don't necessarily know where it's coming from and what right. it's being grown with mm-hmm. and like not at all after learning that like i definitely sourced my stuff different and mm-hmm. that's kind of the main reason why i mean i wanted to provide a product to the patients me personally like mm-hmm. i mean bill's grown it but like as a company if i can't consume it i can't rightfully give it to someone yeah and yeah. i just yeah i would say that I would completely agree with Bill on that question for yeah. sure. Yeah, I feel like that's good. That's a good rule of thumb to live by because not uh, everyone operates that no, way. No, definitely not. And it's harder. Yeah. yeah, but but here's the thing: is ever since I feel like I've heard the name Craft, it's always been like, oh, they have the best bud. Like, go get your bud from there. They grow great stuff. Like, you know, and it's always been almost like a destination place since the beginning. Since I've gotten in the cannabis industry. That I remember, like when we were, when I was a dispensary manager, like we would always be like, well, like craft, like yeah. we would always compare to like, like craft or like how can we do better than them or, you know, just like things like that. But you guys had such a vision and it's so cool, like years later to not be in the dispensary game and still see you guys like killing it and just elevating even more, even in your strains. And that's such a beautiful thing and so much growth. We appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, Speaking of growth, how do you guys narrow down and pick what strains you want in your garden? What's that process look like? I mean, I'd say we'd try to source it right, but that'd be more. I mean, I try to grow to for the consumer mm-hmm. as a as like a whole, the best I can. And you know, it seems like Oklahoma is more of a new hype strain kind mm-hmm. of place. It's like what everybody, you know, what I mean is 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 after. So we've, you know, we've kind of jumped on that bandwagon a little bit, if you will. So when, as you're like, did you guys have like a, do you guys like breed genetics and like, 
in one room or how do you guys like you know how do you guys bring about new strains and like at what point are you like okay we're ready to take this to the market um all of our all of our cuts that we take in are from certified breeders okay um and you know we don't we don't do any breeding okay like that we, we do everything from clone got it that's good to know. It's always cool to hear how different people do yeah, things. it is. So with that being said, what's your favorite strain to consume personally that you guys grow, and why do you love it? That's tough. That's super tough. I have a, I have a few. What do you, or yeah, what are you jamming with right now? The orange suits, for sure. And I love our GDP. It's, I mean, it's one of the first strains that we started growing. I absolutely love that strain for Indica, but like during the day, this this suits is one of my favorites. Yeah. Derby poison was one, but we kind of got rid of that one, unfortunately. We have a new Durban Kush coming though. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna smack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it smells good. Looks good. Yeah. Can't wait. Super what, intrigued. What about you, Bill? Um, I know it's hard to say because they're all your babies, but if you had to pick one, just for now, I like the apples and bananas that we're coming up with now. Okay, I, I, I think it smells I, so good, and I like growing it. So like. Yeah. I guess if I like growing something, sometimes mm-hmm, right. I like smoking it better. Yeah. yeah. So. Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes, and with being business owners ourselves, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. How does it, well, okay, this might be a silly question, but not really, but do you feel like all of your strains grow like significantly different? than the other and like do you feel like you have to really nurture one maybe more than the other like like kids absolutely yeah yes Um, so you guys have impacted a lot of patients with your patients journeys with cannabis what's been the most inspiring thing about being in the cannabis industry helping others for sure yeah you guys have any cool patient stories that stick out Have some cool ones. Well, let me. I have some not so cool ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of not some cool, some not uh, cool ones. Just hearing somebody come in and thank you for you know providing them with the right strain and trying to point them in the right direction of doing something and properly educating them. Um, I would say that's probably the most gratifying because I mean I feel like there's a lot of. Let's just get high kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. You know? What's the highest THC? Yeah, that, that shit. Drives you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drives me crazy. Yeah. Really glad I don't deal with that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say has been like the most challenging hurdle? Like just with the grow in the dispensary that you guys maybe were unaware of that you had to navigate through? <laughs> <Where> do- <laughs> <laughs> Everything. <laughs> how, how effing hard it is to scale up. Yeah. And what that requires like no matter how good I am, like I can't build the building. Yeah. You know, there's I, I, it, your limitations like really show, you know what I mean? I could pat something together at 5,000 square feet, but at 25,000 square feet, it's, it's yeah. what I need. I need help. Yeah. yeah. Like the other day we had a power line go out and f- 
literally fry two deers that were laying <gasps> underneath it. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. Like, in a rainstorm. Yeah. Just oh man. Wow, poor random, deers. Yeah. Random things like that of I mean it's it's a hurdle, but I f- we overcome. I mean it's just pushing forward and having faith in the process. We've yeah. been we've been fortunate to have a, a lot of our staff for a long time. Mm-hmm. So like when we we're used to it now, like we can take an L. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can fix yeah. it at this point because we've been in the game long enough at this scale mm-hmm. to where it's not as big a deal as it was. But, man, that makes sense. It yeah. used to just murder us. Yeah. 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 So it's speaking sucks, of but. team, is there like a certain type of, especially like, because I know between grow and dispensary, those are way two different experiences and two different types of people that you look for. So when you go through the process of bringing people on your team, is there a certain like, things that you look for on either side that you know, like, we have to have this or we absolutely just cannot have this? For certain. I, I think that as far as, like, we're, we're getting ready to implement drug testing, and I know that sounds weird in the cannabis industry, but we're going to let you obviously have THC in your system. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the cannabis industry, you know, to move forward needs to be like every other industry. And it, it needs to have standards for for its employees for it for it to you know to mature fully into a you know like a any other type of corporation yeah. or other you know what I mean yeah. other type of farming yeah I mean, it, it needs the education those, everything like it, it it has to change yeah that's interesting I kind of like that perspective because yeah. it's very different and you're right in order for the cannabis industry to be seen as the same because it really is making just as much if not more money than a lot of the industries and why would it not be why would you not kind of treat it the same yeah i can respect that yeah i can respect that too that's really interesting perspective just the investment is so is so large yeah and and you have to think about like it you're you're setting a standard so that that you attract better employees with better values Mm -hmm. better you know more responsible right yeah which is going to reflect in your product at the end Mm -hmm. Wow, so have you guys had any pushback from your employees in regards to that? I'll let you know. Oh, okay, yeah, please, please do let me know. I'll let you know. (laughs) We're working on it. Yeah, that's cool. So what was the vision behind the sister companies between having a grow and dispensary? Like, what was, what did you guys know going in that, like, these are the values we want to bring, this is what we want people, like, the perception of people to have? What was the vision going into all of that? Uh... Really, I was just, I don't, I don't know how to answer that other I, than just doing what we But do. you do. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the, the investors that, you know, like that really invested the most in this financially wise, you know, kind of set the tone for that a little bit. They're, they're mm-hmm. really good people. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they, they're not shady. We have no ties to any kind of organized anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, My dad grew up equity. with one of the guys for, I mean, he's known him since. I mean, probably middle school or wow. something like that. Wow. It's nice okay. To have. Yeah, that yeah. is really nice to have because we've heard some horror stories about investors. Yeah, but and most people's investors aren't that yeah, you know, closely knit. Yeah. 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 So that's a plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're yeah. super fortunate for that. Yeah. 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 And I remember him. <laughs> we were in the office and he's like, if we're going to do this, we're going to attack it like a grizzly bear. And I was like, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> it really is a big old grizzly. Yeah. He's, yeah dude's a savage. <laughs> so with multiple locations for your craft dispensaries, which is awesome, what's something that you guys take pride in when it comes to, I guess, your dispensary? Because not, not everyone's able to just open up multiple locations, you know, with that. So what would you say that has 
enabled you guys to do that or whatever it is you take pride in or you expect for people to have in your dispensary? Uh, just good vibes, good product. I mean, it's kind yeah. of what I strive for. Yeah. Just yeah. treating others the way I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. and Just letting or it organically happens is yeah. what it kind of sounds yeah. like for you guys. That's yeah. cool how yeah. I feel like organically things have happened for you guys because scaling up is not easy. Oh, yeah. Especially, especially <laughs> yeah, not like even just saying. on the like on one or the other, but you guys have scaled up on both fronts, and that's that's a difficult feat. And it's I mean, cool to see you guys have done that. Yeah, and kind of scaling up to the point of, I mean, with how much square foot we have and how much product we're pumping out. I mean, it's kind of why we would like to have other stores. Yeah, for right. sure. Just yeah, I mean, that's cool. That's cool that you guys are able to do that and have the vision of. It it didn't just stop with like two or three. Like we're gonna keep pushing to see how far we can, how many patients we can get our product to to help heal them. Yeah, I remember telling uh, Troy, I was like, I want to be like this dispensary in Colorado, mm-hmm. but you know they provide meh flour, and it's yeah, like I yeah. want I want it all to be amazing. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so important. Absolutely. Yeah. Because. Before the market was legal here, everyone, when I moved away and came back, all my homies, they mm-hmm. would sit there and be smoking boof. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, what happened here? Yeah. Like, y'all are smoking all this and people just got used to it and they don't, I don't, I don't feel like Oklahoma knows quality yet or like understands it. Yeah. And I feel like there is a difference. Uh, there, I mean, there definitely is a hundred percent. We've we have this conversation all yes, the time that yes. it's not just it's. I mean, there's obviously so much that goes into like the growing part and like the equipment you use, the soil you use, but there's also a lot of energy and love that goes into it that pumps out the good quality flour that people get to consume, and I feel like that goes to show in a lot of the flower that you guys have like it there's a lot of love pumped into it and you can tell that you have a lot of passion behind it and there's a reason behind it and it's not just like you're just growing to grow just to make a buck like this is your livelihood like this is everything you've worked for and that's really cool because it shows that's a big piece of I feel like that's a big piece of growing maybe not that maybe that's just my opinion but I feel like the best flower is the flower that's grown with the most amount of love I would agree with that Sure. Yeah. The vibes that are in the grow and mm-hmm. how they respond. I feel like I feel like the girls respond so differently to like music vibes energy. Yes. Yeah. You think they can feel your energy? Yeah. For yeah, sure. for sure they can. So, what do you play in the grow? Do you listen to music? Well, at the at the big grow, there's probably four or five different genres of music. <laughs> okay. Going at all that, time. Listen, that's what we like. We like. Yeah. We I walked like. upstairs one day and Disney music was playing. Amazing. And I was like, yes. this is great. Amazing. Like, oh, you can go you downstairs and it's, you know, it's old school punk rock. You know, yeah. it's pretty cool. That yeah. is cool. Wow. <laughs> I love that. So, as people in the industry, what's something that you wish patients would either take pride in learning or wish that they knew prior to coming into the dispensaries for cannabis? To know what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they understood how THC content isn't directly related to how high you're going to get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Like all the testing and trying to learn your, I mean, it's like a key, like trying to find out what opens up what you're trying to medicate for, trying to find those cannabinoids and certain profiles that do that and allow 
that yeah. to happen and get the relief that you need. So can you like just as for like a very just simple don't know anything, why does THC content not matter? Let's like, not say go as far as to say it doesn't matter. Well, but you're if you're after a certain effect, the end of the day, the, the effect is what mm-hmm. matters more to me. Like if I wanted to, if I'm have, am anxious and I want to just you know come down a little bit. I don't care what the THC content is if it if it looks good, tastes good, smells good, and you know provides the desired effect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then the number doesn't really matter. It's not what you should be focusing on. Especially in testing, testing is a joke. Yeah. Even if you are trying to calm down and you smoke something that's super high in THC, and you can drive that anxiety through the roof, depending on Mm -hmm. what strain. Yeah, yeah. If it was, I mean, even like cured properly too. Yeah. Right. The whole process behind it. It's very important. So, do you guys have any advice for someone who may be like wanting to get into the cannabis industry and hasn't made that leap yet? Like just direction or something you would pass along. Sad. Say just jump in and go for it if you have a passion for it. But yeah, simple as that. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, if you love something, well, the good thing there's enough grows in Oklahoma that you won't have a hard time finding a job. Yeah. <laughs> so that it, is true. It, it's you know, and learning that knowledge for further on, you never know where it could take you ten years down the road. I mean, yeah. And how I, I mean, how this all happened too. Right. Like, yeah. Right. I, shit, I was riding a bike seven miles to work every day in Texas, and you now things are a little different. You know? <laughs> Very different. <laughs> yeah. You never, you never know. Yeah. You gotta have faith in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trusting the process. Yeah. So. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. <laughs> Trusting the process is very hard, but that's that's something that takes a lot of self work and awareness knowing that you are doing this for a reason and you were brought this opportunity yeah. for a reason and if you don't trust it fully then you're jipping yourself yeah and you're getting in your head and then everything kind of just unravels your, your energy's going yeah different directions mm-hmm. anxiety's probably going through the roof too yeah you've got you to accept the gift because mm-hmm. i truly feel like me and drew's position was a gift like yeah. for real like we got so lucky on so many fronts beyond yeah. Uh, feel beyond blessed. That's awesome. I love that's to cool. That yeah. Opportunity. Yeah. So community is big here in Oklahoma, especially within the cam- cannabis community. And you guys have done a lot of unique, cool events over the past few months. What's inspired that? And do you feel like it's helped you tap into people and culture more? Uh, just giving back to Oklahoma. I mean, we're from here. I mean, majority, except for one owner. I mean, everyone else is from Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, and born and raised here and we're trying to do something here why not mm-hmm. give back to the community and try to do more yeah that skate event looked really cool oh it was fun i dressed up and no one knew <laughs> no one <laughs> no one knew I who I was. It was great <laughs> <laughs> i loved it that's hilarious that so weird. what did i guess do you not want to say probably what you dressed up as or do people know now <laughs> oh no i was just Wearing long hair, I looked hippie. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it was like a, it was a 70s and 80s themed yeah. skate party. Oh, okay. So dope. Yeah. That's funny. You might have just fit whatever. You looked normal. Oh, Maybe was, no one thought no, anything. No. Like our photographer, I was talking to his wife, Jenny, and um, John was standing over on the wall doing stuff, and we're all having a conversation. And like 10 minutes later, he was like, holy 
Drew. <laughs> like, yeah, he just started laughing. He hugs me. I was like, hey, it's me. Yeah, because you're not used to yeah, that. It was, it was really good. That's Bill hilarious. walked right past me, had no idea. And then he comes in and he's like, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a clue. He got to rob me more. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say that people can expect from craft cannabis this upcoming year? Like, what's next? You can expect better cannabis from us. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Raising raising our standards for sure. That's good. Always setting the bar high. Yes. Love to hear it. So we like to ask everyone this question, but what is a stigma you would like to see changed revolving cannabis? More acceptance. Yeah. Uh, Not all all stoners are lazy. (laughs) Classic. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um. I'm not a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, not, I, you know, that's not what I do. I'm yeah. 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 You know, I don't want to, I, I pay taxes. I, and all my employees pay taxes. Right. I don't sell to any, well, you know, any crime type organization. I'm not involved right. in anything like that. So yeah. I'm a regular business. Because even when people yeah. ask me what do I do, I'm like, uh, I still feel hesitant. Like, yeah. Saying, you, you're like, uh, well, uh, will you understand? <laughs> and then, then you just say it and then you're like, okay, what's the face they're going to make now? Right. <laughs> It's it's uh it's intriguing. But <laughs> yeah, just accept it. That happened to me in uh, Santa Fe recently. I went to Santa Fe and I walked into like this nicer like decor shop, and the lady was like chatting with us. And she was like, "So, what brings you guys to Santa Fe? Like, what do you do?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm in the cannabis industry." And she goes, <laughs> and like just starts moving her head and like didn't know. Well, thank you guys for coming in. I'm like, wow, you made that so uncomfortable because I used the yeah. word cannabis, and I, that's not really happened to me before, not in that way. And so I could, I could definitely agree Obviously with that. that. It was lady weird. Was scared. And yeah, know. it was just weird. I was like, huh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What about okay. you, Bill? Um, stigma wise, mm-hmm. just that we're not lazy. I think Drew is. Yeah. And so what it takes to do this at this level is like can't be lazy. Like there's no laziness like, to it. No. Yeah. No, you know, there's no room for that. <laughs> I've taken a week vacation, one week's vacation on four years. Same. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Were you Took freaking out the entire time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know what to do with myself. It, it seemed it, it, it seemed weird. Like just sitting there in this like Airbnb, it was <laughs> super, super awkward. You know, I didn't know what to do with my time. I took off <laughs> for my birthday and then got COVID. I was like, oh, this is great. But... It was, yeah, it was super weird. Yeah, I'm sure, especially <laughs> yeah, no when you're used to, yeah, doing stuff all the time and always keeping busy, especially because you never take a day out of the grow or dispensary for that matter. That dude, it was weird right. not to put it to bed. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, guys, I think this wraps up our episode for today. We really appreciate you being here and just like taking time to share everything and all the insight that you guys did. Um, you guys can give Craft Cannabis a follow on Instagram. It's at Craft C Co, correct? Yeah. Cool. Right on. Yes. Thank you both so much. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in to another episode. And as always, Brand, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. 
Scope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.